Listener, KZMU News is still on summer break this week. We return mid-June with our fresh, grassroots, community-powered journalism. I thought I'd take this opportunity, though, to spotlight some of the great public affairs shows produced and created locally at your community radio station. Let's start off with our longest-running program, This Week in Moab. It's hosted by Howard Trenholm, Christy Williams-Dunton, and occasionally me, Molly Marcello. It's a show that features a lot of things, from local and regional civics issues to community resources, the environment. The latest episodes have featured new staff at the city and county, public lands history, and more. Today, we're going to hear a bit of a conversation I had with Christopher Merritt, Utah's historic preservation officer. Chris talks about Utah's first scientific investigation of a railroad town, primarily focused on the lives of Chinese railroad workers. The excavation was done in early May and coincided with Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Now tell us a little bit about this excavation in particular. I don't think it's really has a official name or does it, Chris? <laughs> so the official name we'll call it the uh, Terrace Transcontinental Railroad Workers Camp Excavation. That's a mouthful, but um, realistically, it is the first scientific uh, archaeological investigation of Chinese railroad workers camps here in Utah. It is a time capsule. It was one of the largest towns in Box Elder County. 1870, about 800 to 1,000 people at its peak. It was a railroad maintenance shop, um, had a turntable, had a roundhouse, had a main street, uh, had a Chinatown in 1870. But by 1900, it had disappeared from the landscape just because railroads started shifting towards a loose end cutoff and moving operations to get prepared for that. And so almost boom and bust is a, a mining town kind of story of like it boomed 1869, busted by 1900. And when we walked around, this is the richest archaeological site from the historic period I've ever been on. Uh, There's no centralized trash. Everyone just chucked their garbage out the the window and there's not a lot of soil buildup. And so you could very clearly see Chinatown. So in 1870 census, the Chinese component of Terrace was the third largest Chinatown in the entire state of Utah. Now, that, that seems staggering, but when we're talking little under 60 people, maybe not that big, but still an impressive story. It's now been completely gone back to the sand dunes and greasewood. And when you're standing there, you get to see imported porcelains that were the Chinese bringing from China to use as tableware, different patterns, Uh, lots of stoneware vessels that they brought soy sauce in, they brought pickled eggs and, and dates and olives and uh, ginger jars and liquor jars, all imported from China to build this sort of traditional foodways and the sort of comfort of home in the absolute middle of nowhere. (laughs) Um, The only real connection to the outside world was the railroad that ran through the center of town. And when we brought the Chinese community, including state representative Karen Kwan, who has, uh, she's our first state representative that's a Chinese American, she has a personal connection. She has a great, great grandfather that had stock in the Central Pacific Railroad, and he probably worked down the railroad. Her late brother, Judge Michael Kwan, just passed last year. He was the driving force for the Chinese Railroad Workers Descendant Association. He was the first Chinese American judge in the state of Utah history. And so, you know, all these great people are like, we want to save our history. We want to protect our history. We want want to learn more about our ancestors. Mm 
And to an archaeologist, that is exciting, right? That so much of archaeology, we do important work, but this is meaningful work. This is reconstructing a narrative that's been destroyed, that's yeah. been ignored, um, that's been systematically excluded from history books, mm-hmm. and also been badly looted and vandalized. Now, in, in your neck of the wood in Moab, we, I, we know there's been some pretty bad acts of vandalism on petroglyphs in the last month, um, but we have a long history of destruction of cultural patrimony of others in our, in our state and beyond. And this site, because of bottle hunters and people looking for shiny goodies, they were out there systematically destroying what, oh yeah, it's just old bottles, it's old cans, it's old you know, things. Well, to the Chinese community, that is the only physical heritage that they have left connecting the present to the past on the ground. And so it's more than just taking a bottle, it's taking a page out of their heritage, a page out of their history. And so all these things coalesced. Once we saw the excitement of the descendant community, uh, we organized this field experience. Right. We did a short test last fall during the pandemic, and then we came back with a bigger crew and did a much more extensive excavation this time in 2021. And the whole target was to focus on Chinatown, to reconstruct whatever we could get out of this landscape. And I'm pretty stoked to say that with eight volunteers from Michigan, Idaho, Oregon, California, Nevada, and Utah, we were able to open up an entire Chinese house, probably built between 1869 and 1870, uh, with intact floorboards, with intact wall boards, with redwood and dug fir, all this stuff you would never see in the desert, but you're on the railroad. You're getting all this railroad surplus. Mm-hmm. And so this is the first fully open Chinese railroad workers home in the entire United States. Wow. Um, you know, some have been tested, but we opened it up entirely. It had been pot on it. It had been vandalized, but there's still a lot of information. And it was pretty exciting to see construction style. You know, what did the Chinese build homes in this community? They knew they were going to be there for a while. So you see the investment. So we found tableware. We found different styles of Chinese porcelain. Um, so this is, would have been the homeowner's table settings. Mm-hmm. And it went from the very poor, cheap, durable bamboo style wear, which most workers would have had. It was cheap. It was durable. You'd eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner out of it, all the way up to flat bottom spoons with hand-painted flower patterns like you would see in a modern Chinese restaurant today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see all these imported jars. The two cool little sectors that we had is the preservation out here is incredible. And so we actually got, uh, we recovered peanut shells, coconut husk, olive pits, uh, pumpkin seeds. So these are 150-year-old organic matter that had been laying in the sand dune since those Chinese residents left when, when Terrace fell finally during the end of its days. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one artifact that was really exciting, and I, I made a lot of point of showing this to folks, is... Chinese inkstone. And I, I credit my volunteers for this because if you saw it from the, ups, the underside, it looked like a broken rock. You flip it over, it's hand carved. And if the listeners are out there thinking about your exposure to Chinese calligraphy or mm-hmm. ink uh, painting, mm-hmm. well, think about how you make that. And traditionally, the Chinese would have a solid block of ink mm-hmm. and you would have this little stone tablet, mix a little bit of water, and then you grind the ink and the water together to get inked 
paint and to draw and to calligraphy. That's what we found in this house. Wow. So that attacks stereotypes that has been built up for years that the Chinese here were illiterate. They were poor. They were uneducated. Like, no, someone was writing. Someone was sitting in that house in the 1870s, writing letters, perhaps back home to the families they left behind. And they might never have saw again. They might've been keeping records of pay or uh, books or who knows what, um, but that it, it turns our head away from this grinding life of a railroad worker to a more full experience of what that would have been like, uh, that full human interaction, not just the, the stereotypical box we like to put people into. That was Christopher Merritt, Utah's historic preservation officer, speaking about the state's first archaeological excavation to find out more about the lives of Chinese railroad workers. Chris was speaking during a recent episode of This Week in Moab. We are highlighting the great local public affairs programming at the station while KZMU News takes a summer break. You can hear This Week in Moab and its rotating hosts every second, third, and fourth Monday of the month at 5 p.m. Find archives at kzmu.org or download episodes by subscribing to the Public Affairs Podcast. It's called Public Affairs on KZMU, and it's available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Tomorrow, tune in for a highlight of our perhaps most outdoorsy program, Great Wide Open.